in three, in two, and one. Hi, everybody. Tim Anderson here, the Appraiser's Advocate. It's good to sit down with you today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. What's the story behind the mic today? We call this one, What You Need to Worry About Now in Real Estate Appraisal, and What You Don't. Changes are coming in what we appraisers do. However, they're all political. Some of these changes, frankly, are necessary, while some are pointless and racially motivated. For example, the entire sales comparison approach, thus the principle of substitution, is under attack as racially motivated and discriminatory. Why? Because this approach is neighborhood-oriented. According to our critics, this neighborhood orientation perpetuates the lower real estate value typically found in neighborhoods of color. Therefore, it also perpetuates the higher real estate values typically found in majority white neighborhoods, as if somehow this were the fault of the appraiser, not the market. However, a careful reading of the 15th edition of the Appraisal of Real Estate shows the principle of substitution is not neighborhood-oriented. Rather, it's property-type-oriented. Therefore, it is acceptable appraisal practice to choose comparables outside of the subject's neighborhood, notwithstanding what our critics are telling us. That the GSEs encourage appraisers to stay in the subject's neighborhood thus perpetuate what our critics accuse us of, is not a function of appraisal theory. It's a function of what the GSEs demand of us. Therefore, the problem of neighborhood orientation is with the GSEs, not with appraisers. Therefore, we must reorient ourselves away from mere neighborhood analysis and toward market area analysis. This transition will emphasize analyses of all the data, not merely those convenient to the subject. This is why our appraisal data must come from all competing areas, not merely the subject's neighborhood alone. It's via this reorientation away from neighborhood data toward market area data that we'll be able to comply with SR 1-4, which requires the appraiser to collect, verify, and analyze all information necessary for credible assignment results. This means all information, not merely the information that's proximate or convenient to the subject. We also see the cost approach under attack. One of the reasons for this is that our critics claim we limit our vacant site values to the subject's neighborhood exclusively, thus perpetuate the relatively low values found in neighborhoods of color. Our critics advocate that the cost approach is more oriented toward actual value because it does not take into account location. This, of course, is totally false. Thus, our critics are using the cost approach as an easy cure in search of a non-existent disease. Both site value and accrued depreciation are neighborhood-specific. Just as easily, these could be market area specific, which is exactly how they should be. Therefore, site values and accrued depreciation must be those the appraiser can extract from comparable sales in the subject's market area, not merely comparable sales in the subject's neighborhood. 
If our critics have their way, the amount of CYA boilerplate in an appraisal report will become so great, it will likely form approximately 50% of the bulk of the appraisal report itself. Even now, most boilerplate in an appraisal report serves no purpose other than to bulk up the report unnecessarily. Indeed, it does not CYA at all. Rather, it simply gives reviewers, state investigators, and state appraisal boards more material with which to condemn an appraiser. If our critics have their way, borrowers, by law, will become intended users with no discretionary choice on the part of the appraiser. Therefore, it will extend the appraiser's radius of liability, but without increasing the appraisal fee or turn times. We need to worry about the federal government usurping the regulation of real estate appraisal and real estate appraisers. Why? Because if this happens, the Federal Department of Justice will take over investigating complaints against real estate appraisers. The Department of Justice is made up of attorneys whose job it is to prosecute. State appraisal boards tend to take into account the appraisers need to make a living. We have no clue if this empathy will extend to the Department of Justice attorneys. However, it's reasonable to conclude it will not. The GSEs have begun to audit more appraisal reports. Of course, this is their right and indeed their responsibility. Given this, look for more of appraisal reports that raise red flags as part of these audits to be sent to state appraisal boards for their review and possible issue of sanctions. Because your work file can be the state's best witness against you when a complaint's filed, you need to worry about there being sufficient data and analysis in your work file to stop that complaint. All too commonly, a work file contains insufficient data and analyses to support the conclusions in the appraisal report. If that's true, you're going to have a few unpleasant afternoons working with your state appraisal board. Is there some stuff out there in appraisal world you don't need to worry about? Yes, there is. Don't worry about desktop appraisals. They're no different than a regular appraisal, other than you don't have to set boots in the living room, nor do you need to drive by the property. Unless there's an economic collapse of international scope, the desktop appraisal is here to stay. There's no reason to worry about the qualifications of third-party contractors. Appraisers have always used third-party contractors. They're called the MLS, Associates, Trainees. You have the right to assume the data you receive from third-party contractors is correct. This is not an extraordinary assumption. It never has been. It is not now, nor will it be as part of a desktop appraisal. You've always been responsible for everything in the appraisal and report. This does not change with the use of a desktop appraisal, which is really a desktop appraisal report. In the appraisal, you still must comply with Standard 1. In the report, you still must comply with Standard 2. There is no change here. Don't worry about interest rates. They'll change. All you need to do is make the necessary cash equivalency and time adjustments to account for changes in these rates. If you are not familiar with how to make these adjustments, take the necessary classes to become competent in these two areas. It's reasonable to ask what appraisers can do to protect themselves and the real estate appraisal industry. 
from the results of the changes that are confronting us. First, let me ask you to unite yourself with an appraisal organization. This could be a national organization such as the Appraisal Institute, the American Guild of Appraisers, the National Association of Appraisers, your state coalition of appraisers, etc. Next, you'll want to demand that the organization you join coalesce with other appraisal organizations to fight the unnecessary changes our critics are proposing for real estate appraisal and working very hard to implement. We're not fighting change for the sake of fighting change. We're fighting unnecessary change, change that is racially and politically motivated, and change that is sponsored by those who know absolutely nothing about real estate appraisal, don't care for real estate appraisers, and don't care for the consumer. They're just after political power and influence. Contact your state and federal representatives. Let them know these changes will not benefit their constituents, nor make housing any more affordable to the market. Indeed, if these proposed changes drive appraisers from the market, appraisals will likely become even more expensive and time-consuming than they are now, something no state or federal legislator wants to see. Contact Federal Representative Maxine Waters to let her know she's wrong when it comes to real estate appraisal, real estate appraisers, and the mindless changes she's proposing to the real estate appraisal system. Let her know that her proposals are a cure in search of a disease. Her proposals will serve no other purpose than to take real estate appraisal out of the hands of the state, which is where it should be, and put it in the hands of the federal government. There's no reason to conclude that governance of real estate appraisal is broken. Therefore, there's no reason to fix it. Next, educate yourself as an appraiser up to a level of expertise that these proposals Representative Waters and her ilk advocate will no longer be necessary. Fifth, begin the transition now into private work. In other words, you want less GSE work Many appraisers have already started this process and have found it to be successful as well as a constant source of business. Will transition to private work be easy, fast, and inexpensive? In a simple word, no. But if you want to eliminate stupid steps, ROVs, dim bulb reviewers, follow-up calls and emails from AMCs every 30 minutes, then you'll want to transition away from GSE work into private work, and you'll want to do that as quickly as possible. And sixth, become familiar with what bias is. Appraisers typically look at this in the context of racial bias. Well, this is true. There are other types of bias to worry about. Our opposition knows this, and when they accuse us of bias, they do not limit that simply to racial bias. Therefore, greater education on our part is the key. There are many opportunities for appraisers to succeed. This will continue into the future. However, it will likely take some changes. Start those changes now. Start your future now. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it very much. I'm Tim Anderson, the appraiser's advocate. I'm here for you. If you need to speak with me, please email me at tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. It will be a pleasure to work with you. 
it will be an honor to know you. Please let me extend my best to you and your family. Please be safe and well. And we're clear. <laughs>